What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, are my podcasting partners, Paul and Dan. Yep. What's up, people? And welcome <laughs> to this episode of Fanning the Flames, your OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans, you guys, by the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music provided by Park in Maine. Maybe they'll get back together someday. I don't know. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul. At Dervish of World. Thank you. Uh, Dan. At DDorte89. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And whatever pod form you're listening on, go ahead and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Look at us go three weeks. Three weeks? Three Four weeks, weeks in a row? Four weeks. Four weeks. Uh, time flies this, when you're having fun. By the way, when is this pod getting renamed to Fanning the Motherfucking Flames? Mm, that might know. hurt advertisers, Dan. <laughs> well, you know, it's 2021. Tell them to get with it. I mean, it is a mouthful. I mean, that's a lot yeah. to say. What about Not very fanning, catchy? What about Fanning the um, the Mother F and Flames? I feel like it's getting. Is that really difficult. any different? <laughs> I mean, Where the advertisers we? might feel differently about it. Where are we going sure. with this here, boys? Well, you know, you know what they would hate. You know, you know what the advertisers would. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I think didn't oh, bury the lead to the upset. You know, what the advertisers would do with that. They would hate it. And speaking of hating, let's let's, let's talk about something. Let's talk about some hate here. Why does why do all these other fan bases suddenly seem to just have this thing for the Phoenix Suns and and its fans? You know what I'm alluding to here. I, I does it might have something to do with a sweep. Yeah, but sorry, did you expect, should, should we have gone a little more banter, bullshitting? I mean, is it cool that I just hopped right in there? I mean, it I seemed mean, like um, it, it I think that's what we do. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little hurt, but, you know, it's... My bad. It's, we we most, skipped over most friendly best. banter. Most right on to A block. Look, Paul's here, bro. I don't want him to fall asleep, like, halfway through this <laughs> thing, so... Like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta was, zip. Was that really you, dude? Because I was freakishly... Like that that was really weird. I'm sorry, Gene, you poor, poor thing. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yes. Something to do with the sweep. Yeah. yeah. So you know, there's been just as of late a, a, a ton of this back and forth between Suns fans on Twitter. Every fan base every fan base we beat in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean I guess it's been Nuggets <laughs> fans as of late. But okay, let me let me let me step back here because I think maybe perhaps you guys might be a little more in tune with uh, what's going on in the in the world than I am. But how yeah. the hell did we even get to the point where all of a sudden Nugget fans are back on, on out here talking about the, the Suns? I mean, that was like two, three months ago now. Like how do we even get there? Do you guys know? Um I do. Um, it, people seem to think, and and they're wrong, but you know they have people are entitled to their own opinions. Um, people seem to think that Jamal Murray is better than Devin Booker one, and two that had Jamal Murray been, I don't know, healthy, that somehow that means four wins for the Nuggets. I mean, I don't know. They still had the MVP. I don't know. Yeah, if, if, guy if, who hasn't made if an Jamal Murray game. meant four wins for the Nuggets, Jamal Murray is the MVP of that team. He's not. Thank you. Could he maybe have swung one or two games? Sure. Yeah. I still think the Suns win that series. And it's not particularly close. Yeah, I mean, I think... 
I, look, we've talked about that series and, and that, that whole concept on this pod multiple times. And, you know, you, you look at what the Suns were facing in the playoffs. Okay, Jamal Murray lists. All right, well, let's look to the regular season and see what happens. And maybe maybe Nuggets fans look and go, oh, hey, we beat you guys two games to one in the regular season. Well, let's remember those two games that the Suns lost were, I think, up until, gosh, I don't know, some point late in the season, the last time they lost back-to-back games. But it was on a back-to-back in Denver, one of those kind of weird scheduling things because of the shortened, weird season. And night one of that back-to-back was the game where Jamal Murray tied it at the buzzer on a three-pointer that should have, per the last two-minute report, not been counted because he traveled before he took the shot. Suns go on. And we lost Booker to injury. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Paul's going right where I'm going, and that's in overtime. We not only lose the game, but about halfway through overtime, we lose Booker to injury. So we end up not only losing the game, lose Booker, and then the next game, the next night, of course, Booker doesn't play. Suns end up losing that game. If memory serves me right, still in overtime. So you're telling me a a team that had Jamal Murray at that time and barely squeaked by, at least in that one game, a, a, a Devin Bookerless Phoenix Suns team is suddenly going to be able to beat a team that was clicking on all cylinders like it was in the playoffs in the Phoenix Suns, particularly when they ran into Denver. I don't think so. I, I, that was maybe, that, maybe one game. Maybe one that game. was also early enough in the season before the Suns had really clicked right. as 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 a squad. They were still kind of in that feeling out phase, you know. Clearly, because shortly after that they got to five hundred. Um. But Dan, do you know what actually caused this one specifically? Like what set it off? Like, on, what what honest. what stupid tweet from Suns Twitter somehow got onto Nuggets Twitter that got them going? I, I honestly, you know, why is it going to start on Suns Twitter first of all, Paul? Why can't it start there? Why you got to be? Because like it that? seemed 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 very reactionary. That it wasn't like somebody just decided to like start going in. It was like people like defending themselves. So it, I can't it, believe it, I didn't ask that question. Go on. It really wasn't. And by the way, those uh, games you're speaking of, you got them a little mixed up. The Suns, I believe, actually won the second game of that back-to-back. They No, I'm sorry. They didn't win. Um, the, the game that they lost, there was also – they lost both those games. You're right. Yes. But the second one was when they lost Booker to injury. He actually didn't play the game after. The first one, if you recall – the first one you recall, they were in overtime and they were be about to be up by like six points. Booker scored an and one and it got reversed because it looked like he elbowed. There was like a ghost elbow to one of the defenders. I think it was Will Barton. They reversed it and then Denver went on a run and that's when he got hurt. And then in the, the second, first game. Yeah, so and then the second game. Second. The second game was a Jamal Murray bullshit three tied. I yes, believe, it was, Justin. I, I believe you may have those mixed up, my friend. I'm looking you know at what? the box. I'm looking at the box score from the second game, and there is there is no Devin Booker in the box score for. No, he, he he he's he's saying that the uh, Jamal Murray travel three was game. Oh, was the second game. oh, maybe yeah. that it was that the case. Okay, maybe that was the case. So, yeah, I believe you're mistaken, my friend. 
I said lawyer. The laundry lawyer, remember lawyer that. right now to make sure. Anyway, uh, no, <laughs> just kidding, buddy. Uh, it was it wasn't anything that some Twitter put out. It was one of those really stupid um, tweets. It's like a picture that gets put out where it's like this player against this player, and it's like this player is greater than that player. And it was like oh, Devin geez. Booker's better than Jamal Murray, and then like people just lost their shit because some. Well, he's objectively better than Jamal Murray. Yeah, and Jamal <laughs> Murray. I mean, I don't know. Is maybe overrated, and then people were, and then people started saying, "Well, Jamal Murray's proved it in the playoffs." Oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. Did Devin Booker not just mm-hmm. lead the sense of the finals? Mm-hmm. Must have missed that. Well, so. I find it funny that every team we beat going to the finals, every one of their fan bases has come after our fan, the Suns fan base. Have we gone after Milwaukee at all? I ever? Have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> but it didn't <laughs> blow up into a thing. No, I was just every one sad. of these is blown up into a thing. So, so here, here's the thing, right? So the, the Suns were the bottom feeder of these rebuilding teams. Um, you know, everybody who, did, who I guess, quote unquote, did it right, you know, who drafted their players, developed them, you know, they were all, they all seemed to be ahead of, they all seemed to be ahead of the Suns. And then it almost seems like the Suns said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and moved ahead of all of them. Was and anybody just went cool? Straight to the finals. Nobody was cool. Unfortunately, the Milwaukee Bucks were, but fuck them too. So I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like it's just it's you know jealousy and envy, man, and and that it all boils down to that because Denver, who who in their right mind would have picked the Suns to make the finals before Denver, one or two seasons ago, nobody would have because they have nope. these two great players and they have this great core and you know they're darlings of the media. You know, you can say the same thing. I mean, even even teams like the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, right? They were, I mean, hell, they're they're even. I don't want to get back to the core conversation, but you know, they're even supposedly have better young cores than the Suns, and you know, they you know jumped over them too. You know, they jumped over the Clippers, who went and got two superstars, and still haven't made it to the finals. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just never going to. Uh, they're just. We we were we got to the party too quick. We didn't we quote unquote didn't earn our stripes and people I don't know feel jealous of that or are pissed about that and I mean it is what it is, man. Sucks to suck, guys. Yeah, I mean I I, get it. Can I can I make an analogy here and and I don't know why I'm gonna do this, but (laughs) uh oh. You know how Robert Sarver increased the ticket prices last year, and everybody lost their minds about it. And the and 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 the Suns, Sarver in particular, pointed out that the team hadn't really hiked their ticket prices up as much as other teams had over the previous like six, eight, ten years, whatever it might have been. I think, and for good reason. But. Is it kind of like that? I mean, instead of there being a gradual increase, you just kind of got this sudden jump, and that's why people are reacting the way they do, just like that's why the pe- way people reacted to the Suns' ticket price increase? No? I mean, all it comes down to Too is when, when, the, when the Suns make the finals again next year, like, who gives a fuck? We will, we'll have Amen. solidified that it wasn't a fluke. Amen. So, tangent, something I just learned. Um, you know how Willard Scott just passed away? Do you guys know who Willard Scott was? 
Yes, but he I did not know that he passed away. Was that like passed recently away. as in like today or like in the last couple of weeks? I should know this. As in like over the over the holiday, I believe. Okay. He was the original Ronald McDonald. Hmm. I just learned that. Thought I'd pass on the information. I can't believe that I just learned that tonight now as well. I need to know what Dan's doing. He's just staring down. I don't know if he, he actually, oh, hey, what's he up, He just dude? doesn't care. <laughs> He's like, Paul's talking about bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go check Twitter for I'm a just few trying to, I'm just trying to find out how fucking Ronald McDonald, I mean, is it, are you implying that Dun, uh, Denver Nuggets fans are clowns for thinking <laughs> that Jamal Murray's better than Devin Booker? Because then I would have to agree with you there. Nice way to bring it back. <laughs> and Justin's just, like confused. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I'm just. I, I, you see, you look at the Suns team, and it seems like it really is a a a, a group that should not. And I guess fuck, I guess it's Twitter and it's and it's fan bases because you look yep. at the group and you think from an outside point of view, even if you're just kind of a lay person, a lay person, uh, you know, somebody that's not a, a a diehard basketball fan, but you see the group that they have. Look like a bunch of likable guys, right? Devin Booker, you see him tromp, tramping around town, tramping around town, trolloping around town, trolling, strolling around town. Gallivanting. Kendall Jenner, uh, you know, looking looking like a very happy-go-lucky couple. There's a lot to love Dedicating there. Dedicating basketball courts. Uh, yeah, yet all this negative. Winning negative the philanthropy award for the NBA. Yes, all of that stuff. Yet all, all the negative energy just continues to come towards the Suns. And I guess, like you said, Paul, at the end of the day, perhaps what it boils down to is, all right, let it keep coming because the, the team fought through adversity as much as people don't like to admit it. The team fought through a ton of adversity last year, including through the playoffs, and and obviously made it uh, right, right to the cusp of where we want them to be. So let's just go oh, back this next year and 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 show everybody exactly what this what this group is made of. Uh, speaking of what this group is made of, this group is now kind of made of one additional player. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, sorta. Yes, as the Suns filled a gigantic need today, taking up one of their two-way contracts and signing Chandler Hutchinson to a two-way contract. Two ways win championships, baby. That is the theme of this podcast. No longer the podcast of optimism. It is now two ways win titles. <laughs> no, so no, we, we, we are shifting to a G League-focused podcast. No, 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 no. Okay, so so all joking aside, let's. Does anybody have you guys? Do you guys have any familiarity with Chandler Hutchinson outside of that's his name? Um, did you look into him at all before we started recording here? Anything like that? What can um, you guys tell me about him? What nope. are your thoughts on Mister Hutchinson? Because because we just call him Hutch. I like calling him Hutch. I know two two years ago he was the twenty second overall pick, so he's a former first rounder. So somebody saw talent in him. Um, however, he has, but you know he's. Just signed a two-way contract, so that's never really a good. He did get look waived. He, he got, got waived. waived by the Spurs. They owed him. They still owed him four million dollars, and they said no, thank you. So, yeah. So everybody's favorite. <laughs> so everybody's favorite yeah. player, Tyshawn Alexander, by the way, is about to sign a contract and to play for Italy. So. You know, and, he's, he made Nico Mannion. Well, and and that's actually I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that, Dan, because I saw that today. And 
that made me think of something that, well, frankly, when we were talking about Tyshawn getting waived, had crossed my mind, but I didn't really bring up on the pod. So you know what? Son of a bitch, let's talk about Tyshawn Alexander a little bit more. Now, when you see a guy like that get released from a two-way contract, and I, I had looked this up, and I now I can't remember it offhand, so forgive me if this number is right, but I think a two-way contract makes something like half of the 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 NBA minimum or something like that. I think it's uh, less than that, man. Less than that, you think? Okay, so, think so yeah. Let, let's assume you know it's somewhere in the lower six-figure-ish area. You know what? So we're thinking three. Three to four hundred grand, four hundred. No, I'd say I think it's like five hundred something, a little over five hundred, like five fifty. So, so if we're saying it's in that range, and and you've got a kid that could potentially go overseas. Now, remember, you go overseas and you're getting paid. You're not only getting paid, you're getting paid generally, and you're getting certain costs of living paid for. There are other tax issues. Tax issues. I want to call it issues. You're getting generally paid uh, without having to worry too much about taxation, et cetera. So there's value to being uh, available to play overseas. Question is, is it possible that James Jones sees a kid who has an opportunity to possibly go elsewhere and make more for himself, and he knows that he's not going to be using him at this Phoenix Suns, on this Phoenix Suns team. He knows he's not going to have a chance to show what he can do anywhere else. And there's actually a benefit to the kid no longer sitting on the Suns as a two-way player. Is that is am I just crazy for thinking that, or is that conceptually something that could could possibly come into play? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel I have a vague memory of reading something that like Tyshawn's team actually wanted him to be released. Or am I getting players confused? I think you're well, getting players confused. Okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know if somehow what you're kind of confusing that with is the you mentioned Nico Mannion's also signing with that team. So I guess Mannion, his qualifying offer was extended, but he chose to sign with with this team anyway. So the Warriors are still retaining his rights if and when he decides to come back to the NBA. I, I, don't know I, if I think Mannion had I think Mannion had signed a two way when he after he was drafted with the Warriors. He had signed a two way. He didn't I'm have just like telling, a form. I, I, that's what I I just read today was what I okay. said. That's I either you. either way either way I mean we're splitting hairs here. Um, at the end of the day, Tyshawn Alexander is not an NBA player. He's just yeah, not. nobody else picked him up. Um, so I mean, we can sit here and say, oh, he had a chance to make more money here, or sends him a favor, whatever the case may be. He's not in the NBA. Um, wish the kid well from what you know. Everybody said everybody you know was pulling for him, and and everybody was hoping he didn't. He did well and, and seemed like all his teammates loved him. So, I mean, no ill will, but I just I can't wait till we get to a day where we don't freak out about two-way players. And I think this is just a – it's just case in point, man. This guy – and this guy got signed and everybody was like, this makes no sense. Oh, really? It doesn't make sense about a two-way player? Tell me, how the hell is, a two, is the Sun signing a two-way player ever going to make sense? It's just they're, – they're a practice body. Just let it go, guys. Frank, it, come down. And I mean, I guess, and I don't know that I would really agree that it doesn't make sense. I mean, outside of the fact that, okay, we're talking about a two-way guy, like you're saying, and the likelihood of him really cracking rotation is probably going to be very slim, uh, obviously. Uh, but he would seem to fit the mold of a guy that could fit into the, the, the three for the Suns. I mean, he has decent size. He 
shoots the three at an okay-ish clip. You know, I think last year he's in 36% range, and he has some experience, so it's not like he's, you know, some fresh face that, you know, hasn't uh, been seasoned a little bit, learned some lessons around the league. So I, I guess I could see why he would, in the James Jones type of structure that he's creating, be a guy that would fall into that, particularly on a two-way thing. So I'm not sure why... Uh, I'm not sure why people would be up in arms about him not making sense, uh, but then I guess we get back to the ultimate root of it, and we've beaten that horse to death, and that's what we think of these two-way contracts and how important they are. And, and at the end of the day, do they ultimately matter? Do they hurt now? But does it really matter whether the Suns are utilizing them or not? In all likelihood, no. All right. So, so um, has anybody started looking at like who the Suns might be looking to draft next year? Have we anybody? <laughs> no? no, but what I did just look at is that the season starts in forty three days. Oh God, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so hold on, if I do the math correctly, I think need I just need about starts in like three weeks, if not. I, if I that. just need the, I just need to get by, past the first seven NFL weeks and since it's time for Suns basketball again. Is it even that much? That seems like a lot. Forty. Nah, no, I was kind of. I was giving myself a six problem. weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, six but weeks like in a day. the season starts in like two days. So when okay. when does when does training camp and everything start? When is that? That's I don't even the know. like the first week I of October, or is the first week of October the first preseason games? I want to say September. That's 30th. first. Re- that's the first game game. I thought that was later in October. Is it really that soon? Yeah, because I think they pushed it up to increase increase rest days and whatnot. Yeah, they played Denver on ESPN, October 20th. October motherfucking 20th, guys. Sorry. Hold on. So so early October then would be the preseason games? Uh, Late October is... Probably mid-October, yeah. I think they're only playing four games again, right? If I'm not mistaken. Why do they, I mean, I, I don't even remember last year's preseason games. Does anybody actually play in them? I mean, they do. It seems like kind of like a, a weird exercise at this you know point. The Suns, you know what the Suns record was in preseason last year? I don't, actually. Oh, and four. I don't care. Oh, and four. And Beautiful. can you imagine what Suns Twitter was like after those? I, fe- I feel like that's something I should remember, although I guess maybe it's a repressed memory at this point. I'm not sure. Well, didn't like Chris Paul like not play in a single preseason game or like only played like in like the very last one for like well, the first quarter? He played in the very last one, but he sat out because his ankle was sore. So people were freaking out saying, oh, God, mm. that history injury. That's what happens when he traded for a 36-year-old point guard. Mm. That person was me, by the way. <laughs> training camp starts in 20 days which which gets me kind of thank you paul to the to, to where i was gonna go now are we gonna see anything else happen with this sun's roster i mean we keep we, we've heard the rumblings that yet another week passes that no no moves have been made at least in terms of you know who i'm talking about here right we're talking thad young still i mean Anybody have any thought? Do you guys think, you know, last week I think we had all said, oh, Paul wasn't here. But, Dan, I think you and I both had said we expected something to happen with Thad Young, right? Does that, has your opinion on that changed at all in this past week now? No, I, I honestly think I, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that he's going to end up on the Suns. The only thing that worries me 
The only thing that worries me is that they wait a little too long to pull the trigger uh, because they might say, you know, the closer that, you know, we get to the, or the, the more games are played, the closer we get to the trade deadline, trade deadline, essentially um, the, the, the lower the asking price becomes. The only thing that worries me is a team in training camp, you know, loses a body and either the price goes up or somebody overpays to get them. And then the Suns are left, you know, with holding the, the bag. Well, well somebody and when, else and when is going to. When I say something going to happen, I'm talking like in the imminent between now not, and Between now and training camp? Or yeah, like is that young going to be a Phoenix Sun by the time Sun, the season uh, Opening day. Yeah, you know, I mean, pa- pa- was that a retort? I was looking to see when the trade deadline was. Sorry. Um, and Isn't I it December fifteenth or some shit like that? No, that's no, no, when no. That's when you, you can players sign are tradable. Traded. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, February something. It's like in February, yeah, early February. Uh, but in the immediate future, dude, it's hard to tell, man. You know why it's so hard to tell? Because I mean, we all know. You know, our, our boy Flex knows. He he knows what he knows, and you know he's he's got. But the it's only so. Scoop. It's only so much. Exactly, and not just that. We know that this. This front office like to, likes to play things close to the vest, right? Right. Um, James That's Jones why I, I wonder if Fad Young is not the actual play. Oh, I don't. It's just like he's a smokescreen. I don't know, dude. Dude, every move this team has made kind of came out of thin air. So, you know. Yeah, that's a fair point. And if you think about it too, like last year, and maybe maybe my my memory is off, but. Once the whole Chris Paul idea got out in terms of like Shams, like those types of folks coming out with it, it gained steam and got done pretty quickly, if I recall correctly. Now we've got Shams. I think it's been a week since he reported uh, the Suns' interest in Thad Young, uh, and 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 nothing. Would that be sign for alarm for either of you guys, or is it just who knows? I mean, Thad Young's a depth piece for us, so I mean, it really, you know, there are other players out there that are at that level of salary and that level of skill that the Suns could and probably will get at some point if that isn't the move that ends up happening. You know, there technically there are guys still on the free agent market. I don't know if any of them are who we're interested in, but I mean, you're going to get to a team like there's going to be buyout guys. There's going to be guys who are ready to be moved now by the trade deadline you know i'm not too worried right now honestly i wouldn't mind a a move not happening because i'd like to see um jalen smith get some run you know give him run to the trade deadline if he you know he's going to show or not show by then and we know if we need to truly make a move or not you know paul's getting sweepy (laughs) i'm not getting gonna say that (laughs) i'm sorry um no man Here, here's the thing um i love how, i love how paul just yawns in the middle of his own point that's outstanding yeah, that's how boring they are <laughs> go ahead dan what's the thing tell me the thing all about the thing um i mean you could be like that jackass on twitter that was like was speculating that the reason that deandre Aiden hasn't gotten his rookie max extension yet was because they were trying to trade him um <laughs> What? Jesus Christ! Uh, he's some fucking douchebag. Is that, um, is that the same reason that uh, Mikhail hasn't gotten his extension? Yeah. I, I mean, anyway. are those? How about that? Are those two things that are concerning to you guys at all? All of a sudden, now you guys keep saying the shit. Now all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Should I be worried? 
No, I'm worried? not worried. I was listening to the mismatch today, and they were kind of going over that draft class and seeing who was going to get the max and who wasn't. Only three guys have gotten signed, period, out of that class. Right, right. And they were going through it, and they said Aiton and Kevin O'Connor was like, oh, no, he's not. He, yeah, Aiton's not getting the Probably max. Probably not a max. But yeah, Kevin O'Connor's kind of been wishy-washy with the Suns. I think, like, his, his like, you know, bosses over at the Ringers said, hey, stop giving this team too much credit because we need to concentrate <laughs> more on the Lakers and the Warriors. But... Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're going a little too far with that, yeah, Dan. I no, think it's, I'm, I think, I think it's more. It's like I'm saying he, it more. Tongue, I'm saying it more tongue in cheek, but yeah, um, I, I'm, he just doesn't think he's a max player, at least not right, right, right. Which is, which is weird because when it came down to like they were talking about, who did they go down to? I think they were talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. and he said like five for one twenty five, and I'm just like, what? No, 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 no. It wasn't. No, it was, it was four. It was, uh, I think it was Michael Porter Jr. that he said five for yeah. five. And I'm just yeah. like, ah. So a guy who can't play defense for shit, who's injury prone, is going to get 125. And I, I know 125 isn't the max. I, I understand that. But, like, good Lord. If, if he's going to get one five for 125, how's eight not maxed? I don't know. Well, it's like, what is he up for? Five, 160? Five one sixty eight, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a pr- there's a decent gulf between one five for one twenty five and five for one sixty. So I mean, if you look at it that way, yes. But if you look at it on an annual basis, not really. It's what ten million, roughly, a little more. Thirty three percent of the contract. <laughs> it's yeah, like a third of the contract. So I mean, yeah, there's room there. I mean, I, I get it. I just, I just don't, I don't know all the rules. But who knows, man? It's just I, I hope something gets done soon because I'm sick and tired of people speculating. Every time a center gets a contract, like we saw with Mitchell Robinson, right? We talked about that and how idiotic people sounded um, when they said that. See, Aiton's not going to get because this, this, and that. And I'm just like, I don't know. The, the, I mean, that's apples and oranges. I mean, yeah, the, the people who try to do that is like, I'm like, you're killing me, dude. Yeah, I, I get that. But I mean, Michael Porter Jr. Really? I mean. What what has he shown? He, he he averaged nineteen points a game, and he sucks at defense. And he ghosted in the playoffs. Yeah, and he has a significant injury history. That's I mean that's my thing because because they were just so sure about MPJ, and I'm just like eh. all things that didn't happen with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I don't know. you know it, I remember that that year. In fact, one because. How did the Suns got back up to, yeah, because they traded to get McHale. They traded up to get back in, right, basically. I, I, don't, I don't remember yeah, exactly. McHale had already been picked. Right, but so like, I, I remember when, or maybe, actually, I'm going to stop talking because I don't know if that was the same season. I'm thinking some, something completely no. different. So, so they, traded, they traded up for McHale, and they traded the Miami pick, which ended up being the uh, 18th pick in this year's draft. Um, and then they also traded away the draft rights to Zaire Smith, who is now He's not in the league. He almost died because he ate peanuts. Hey, that's that- a significant allergy. Oh, I know. I'm not, I'm not making fun <laughs> of it. That's like an NBA player almost dying because of a peanut allergy is, is insane, if you think about it. Especially when he was traded for Mikel Bridges, essentially. I don't even know who went 18th in the draft this year. But I'm sure somebody on Sun's Twitter who spends way too much time uh, dissecting the draft who doesn't get paid for it <laughs> is like freaking out about it because they could have had that player. But 
you know, that's a conversation for a different day. So what you're telling me is I should not be concerned as a Suns fan that we haven't seen DA and Mikhail get their extensions yet. No, no, they can sign extensions all the way up to opening day. Opening day. So they also don't have to get it this season. They mm-hmm. don't. No. no. I mean, they, it's not like they're going to be restricted free agents. They're, that's next season if they don't get an extension done. So I, I think something's going to get done. I mean, is there? There's no rush. I mean, the deadline's not till the first game of the year. That's October twentieth. Now, if it doesn't get done till then, again, I'm still not worried. Does it kind of suck because? You know, you're not very sure of, of what it's going to look like. Sure. But you retain their, their rights. You, I mean, that's the great thing about the CBA and the NBA is, I mean, the, the, your, your rookies, I mean, you have them by the, at ball the end of the day, the they're, they're, they're sons. They're, they're going to be on the Suns unless the Suns choose to, for them to not be on the Suns. Right. Yeah. Or unless they pull the stops Porzingis and just don't want to be back, and I don't see either one of those yeah. either one of those guys doing that. Well, I, I mean, not to belabor a point that's been beat beaten to death, but there was, um, you know, Sarver did say that he his one regret was the Joe Johnson situation and what happened there. Um, so my question is if he possibly learned the wrong lesson from that, in that rather than you know, not haggling over a couple million bucks when he ended up would have ended up having to pay him more the next year is using that restricted free agency and just being like, yeah, no, you're, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to sign, sign this deal that you negotiated elsewhere, which then creates a a situation like what happened with New Orleans and Eric Gordon, where he was just kind of pissed for the whole contract because that's not where he wanted to be. So that, that's really my only concern is that if they don't sign extensions that it then starts to sour the relationship and if you know you know i mean that's player feels disrespected wants out and then like he's like yeah nope i'm matching this contract good for fully on you for getting the max contract or whatever i'm matching it sure and then like then it kills chemistry and stuff that, that's fair, but I feel like that that's, again, apples to oranges because that was – that year, I mean, Joe Johnson wanted to stay, and Sarver was haggling over $5 million. Right. No, but then I'm saying the next year when he was like, no, I want to go. Let me go, and he did when he had every right to match that contract. Right. I don't think it's going to happen again, though. Hey, you brought up an interesting name. Um, I saw a couple, I don't even want to say articles or maybe some tweets that suggested that maybe, uh, Eric Gordon gets bought out by the Houston Rockets. Any interest in bringing him to Phoenix since he wanted to come here so bad once? I mean, I don't know where he's going to, whose minutes he's going to play, <laughs> but I mean, interesting name. Interesting Better name. Buyout. I mean, if, if- if he gets bought out and, you know, God forbid we had some kind of injury situation, we need a guy who can score. Yeah. I think he'd like, he'd, fit, he'd be able to plug in. Eric Gordon being the, uh, the, the backup in case of injury seems to be a foolhardy plan though. Does it not? Well, no, I'm not, I'm saying we would only sign him if we already had an injury. Clearly I'm, I'm yes. I mean, I'm joking, Paul. Good Lord. Good Lord, man. <laughs> One week away. One week away. Like, everything is freaking literal to him. 
Yes. Yeah. I, 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 anyway, no, I'm, I have zero interest in Eric Gordon. I just don't. I mean, bring me back Tyshawn Alexander first. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, too much. Um, too much. No, I, 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 I just don't see how. Yeah, no, I don't think we need to talk about that much further, do we? What else, no. Paul? Paul, what are you thinking over there? Look at you. You're, you look very inquisitive right now. Like you're pondering something. You just got darker in your room. No, um, no, it did not just get darker in my room. I'm like, cause it's already too dark. Um, I was thinking, I was listening. I think I was listening to the mismatch today. Was it the mismatch where they were talking about the Sacramento Kings? Yes. That's a, the podcast. That's the exact same podcast that I just referenced. I know. Yeah. And I, I know it was. And I'm just, I, cause I remember the part about the extensions. I just couldn't remember if the Sacramento Kings part was them or was one of the other pods I listened to today. Um, I started thinking about, you know, cause you know, they, they're like, we've got Davion Mitchell, Buddy Heald's kind of, you know, on thin ice there. They got Davion Mitchell. They got, um, Halliburton. If they started to consider like, Hey, it's time to move off De'Aaron Fox. Is that, cause I always liked De'Aaron Fox. I love De'Aaron Fox in that draft. That's who I want us to draft. You know, I know just, Justin was a Josh Jackson guy, but I was a Fox guy. So and I was a Josh Jackson guy all the way. I'm just wondering if, like, you know, as things play out or whatnot, like, let's say, you know, we get through next season and then Fox wants out and we've got Chris Paul on a deal that's, like, only partially guaranteed. We can get it. We can basically roll right off of Chris Paul into a not well, a younger version, but a – that's also that's also false because Chris Paul's deal deal, deal next season is fully guaranteed. No, I'm it's saying after next season until year three. Uh, I don't think he's going to be there past that season. I think I think he's getting you're right. I think you're Fox right. Fox is two, getting he's got two full years. Yeah, you're right. So two years. I don't think he. La- I don't think right. Fox. Lasts I don't think he lasts two years. You're right. I was doing the math wrong. Who's the accountant now? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sorry, Paul. I Paul. couldn't resist. It was, Paul, it's like all the time. How come? How come the math is always seeming more <laughs> seems superior on on the other ends of the microphone than yours? It's, it seems I wrong. Out. No, it was out. it was more. I was wasn't thinking that like it had two full years before it became partially guaranteed. You don't, you don't have to justify it, Paul. It's okay. It's more ca- is calendar math. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It is. I just went Goodwill hunting on Paul. I heard it. <laughs> I've never seen Goodwill hunting. What? The great fuck? movie. Really? I've, I've seen a movie it. that Paul has. Yeah, that's really bizarre that you haven't seen Goodwill hunting. Hey, uh, are you guys ready for football season? <laughs> I know. Apparently, Paul's brain can't hold that many that much sports, according to him, but. I'm ready for fucking football season. I am too. And I, I have one question, one question for you. Can you name one person that's more excited about there being an actual sports book in NBA basketball arenas than Scott Foster? I really, I, I, can't. <laughs> I was going to I thought you were going to say me. I thought you were going to say yourself. <laughs> and then I was going to be like, yeah, this guy right here. Hi. <laughs> nope. I think Scott Foster's gonna take the cake, man. I just picture him like going with like a fake mustache to place bets and shit. I don't know. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Last call. Last call. Last call. Or should we wrap up this episode, boys? 
Let's do it. Paul's got to go to bed. Paul does have to go to bed. Um, so we'll wrap up Wait, this why? episode of Fanning the Flames. Never mind. We'll wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames. Uh, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter. Matt Sosa's J. Paul. At Dervish of World. Dan. D. Dorte 89. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. The motherfucking Flames. And it's FTMFF. At FTMFF. That, that kind of flows off the tongue, doesn't it? Hey. No. Not particularly. Uh, but anyway, as we always say here at FTMFF, Depending on when you're listening, thank you for listening and have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Be good, people.